Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to Pine Views Wednesday Night Bible Study. I'm excited to be here and be teaching the Word of God. We, uh, we're going to be talking today about one day. We, uh, we just went on vacation this weekend, so we were up north. We missed church on Sunday because we were out of town. I, I need church, man. I love my church. But me and the kids were in the car and they were like, we didn't have church. And I said, well, I prepared a little study. You guys want to have it? <laughs> so we spent about an hour just doing, going over what I'm going to teach tonight in the car. And it was, it was pretty good. So we talked about one day. And today we're going to talk about, I told them a story. So let's, 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 let me tell you guys a story today about a little boy who decided to become president one day. So he made it up in his mind and he got up in the morning one day and he looked in the mirror and he said, one day you're going to be president of the United States of America. So he combed his hair and he went to school like everybody else. But he believed this. So every day he would stand in front of the mirror and he would say, one day you're going to be the president of the United States of America. But he went to school with everybody else and he took classes and he did okay in his grades, but he still believed this in his head. So every day he would still do this. One day I'm going to be the president of the United States of America. And then he became a teenager and he started going to high school and he still kept this routine. And every day he would still tell himself this. One day. And life kept going and before you know it he meets a girl and he falls in love and he takes a job to buy her a ring, and he, but he still believes this. One day, I'm going to be the president of the United States of America. And he tells him this all in the mirror, still. And then he's, he gets a job so he can buy her a ring, and they get married, and they're starting to have babies, and he's, he's working where he can, and he's taking care of his family, and he's happy, but he still believes, so he still tells himself in the morning every day, one day, I'm going to be the president of the United States of America. And then his kids start getting older and life's just going by. And before you know it, he's 60 years old and he looks in the mirror and he thinks to himself, why am I still saying one day I'm going to be the president of the United States of America? When everything in his life has taken him down a path that's not going to make that successful. And my kids are all getting sad. Some of you guys are looking sad, but it's an imaginary story. <laughs> so it's not real. And I followed it up with, here's another imaginary story of a little boy who woke up one day and decided, today, I'm going to be the president of the United States of America. So he brushed his hair like the United States president, and he put on a suit like the president, and he started going to school that would be acceptable for someone who was going to become a president that day. And then he took classes and he made the decisions in his life that led him down the path to where he finally became the president of the United States of America. And I told my, my boys, we're going to talk about the difference between one day and today. We're called in the Bible to be believers and to walk by faith. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 6-10, through 10, it says, So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we are in these bodies, we are not home. My laptop is not acting correctly today. So 
I'm sorry, I'm having to turn around here and do this, but let's just do it. We are not at home with the Lord, for we live by believing and not by seeing. So the scripture we're telling us here that we're supposed to be living our lives by faith, by what we believe, by what our belief is, of course, founded on the word of God, what his promises in his word tells us we are. Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with our Lord. In earth, we're here in these earthly bodies. But one day, we're going to be home with the Lord. So, we, so whether we are here in our bodies or away from our bodies, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or for the evil we have done in our earthly bodies. So we are going to be held accountable for the decisions that we make every day in our lives. Not for what we're going to be, what we're told we're going to be, but for the decisions that we're making today in our lives. Let's... Oh, now we're having all technical problems here. <laughs> Did it go too far now? All right. Let's go back. Technology is not on my side today. My computer's not working. Now this ain't working. So let's go to Romans 12 and verse 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we are called to renew our minds. And our minds should be focused on Jesus. And we should be Christians. We're called to be Christians. Everybody listening to this Bible study has a desire to be like Christ. And we're not called to one day want to be like Christ. We're called to be like Christ today. We're called to represent Christ everywhere we go today. And this starts by renewing our minds and allowing ourselves to think like Christ and to be like Christ. Matthew 6, 30 through 34. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly take care of you. Why do you have so little faith? Today is what God is taking care of for us. Like the wildflowers, they have no care for tomorrow. We're supposed to be allowing God to take care of our futures and living for the presence today. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? 
For these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. And this goes the same inside the church. We're worried about what we're going to be in the future and what position we can hold down the line and how we can eventually become who we're supposed to be. But here it tells us we're not supposed to worry about those things. We're supposed to worry about today. Not be like the unbelievers. For today has enough worries of its own. Nan, you want to take over this for me? <laughs> if you want to take over that, it's not working out. And I'm going to have a hard time with that. So seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need so you don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Today's technology trouble has been enough for today. <laughs> I don't need to worry about how it's going to go tomorrow. It's already being havoc today. <laughs> but God is still in control. So, today is the day that we're supposed to be living as who we want to be in the kingdom of God. My mind should be in the kingdom of God, and I should be acting in accordance to who I'm supposed to be. Like that little boy in the story in the beginning. I don't want to say one day I'm going to be a believer, one day I'm going to be a Christian. Today is the day that I should be a believer, and I should be a Christian. Genesis 1 and 27. If you can get it to the next slide. <laughs> so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female, He created them. So we were told in the beginning that we were made in God's image. Now I know I, God doesn't look like me. I hope not. <laughs> but what does that mean there? We're made in His image. We're made to be His image bearers on this earth. I'm here on this earth to represent God and to be like Christ's body would be on this earth. I should be showing love. I should be, I should be helping people who need help. I should be ministering when I can. I should be making this world a better place. Just like we were originally intended in the Garden of Eden. We were there to, to preserve the garden and to make it a beautiful place on earth for God. And that's exactly what we're called to still be today. Psalms 139 Verses 13 through 16. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your markmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in the utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born, and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. This passage shows us God's plan for our lives. Now, of course, He is a gentle God, and, and He's a gentleman, and He's not going to force us down the path that He's designed for our lives. We have the ability to go off course. But God's created every one of us with an intention and with a purpose for a path that we were supposed to be played out before we were ever even born. In one day, 
He has seen it all. And that's the life that He's got prepared for us as believers. But it's not going to get there if our mindset is on one day, we'll get there eventually. Today's the day that we're supposed to be who God's called us to be. Galatians 2 and verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if I am dead to this world and I'm dead in Christ, sin shouldn't be something that's continuing in my life. I should be dead to these things. I should be in my mind who God's called me to be, set free, delivered, a new life. So many times that churches will try to wrap their arms around people and leave them in their problems when God's called us for better than that. God doesn't want you to wake up and think, well, I'm an alcoholic, but one day I'll be free of that. God wants you to wake up and say, today, I'm no longer that old person. Today, I've been crucified with Christ. My old flesh is dead and gone. I'm new now. Now I'm going to live for the glory of God. I'm going to live my life that's going to bring people to his kingdom. That's how we're supposed to be as Christians. But I can't be who God's called me to be and be Christ-like if I'm still living in the world and I haven't been dead to him. But we were dead to him. We've died with him. We've been baptized. We've been filled with the spirit. We've been risen to new life. So I don't need to think, well, one day I'm going to eventually have a new body and then I'll be Christ-like and then I'll start doing all the things that I'm... No, today is the day that we should be like Christ. Today is the day that we should be out doing the things that He would be doing if He wasn't up in heaven preparing a home for us. Matthew 5 and verse 14. Now this is what Jesus said about us. Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that has been set on a hill cannot be hid. So Jesus told us that we're to be a light to this world. Not darkness, not depression, not doom and gloom, but a light, a shining light and an example. And I can't do that if I go, well, one day, God, I'll be a light. Right now, I'm a little cloudy. <laughs> right now, I have a little bit of gray skies. But tomorrow, I'll be that shining light to the world that you've been wanting me to be. Because we'll end up like that boy who had a dream about being a president. And before we know it, we're 60 years old and we're not the president because we never started acting like the president. We're supposed to be a light today, not tomorrow, not next week, not one day I'll get it right. Well, maybe, maybe when, my, when I get a little bit more money in the bank and then I'll be happy and then I, can be, then I can be bright and happy and shine on everybody. Today, we should be a shining light to this world. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. We are a chosen people. This is, this is what the Word of God is telling everybody listening to this today. We're not who the devil's been telling us we are in our head. We're not sinners. We're not people who have been left behind. We're not outside of the family of God. We are a chosen people. 
the battle is in our minds and we're letting ourselves fall to things that are not true and accurate. God does not see me as somebody who keeps struggling and falling and keeps... He sees me as a chosen person covered by His blood who, ha who has the right to go within the world and tell other people about Him. Not what the devil thinks about us. Oh, you're no good. You shouldn't even be talking. You shouldn't be doing anything for God. Don't you know you've messed up in your past? But I'm dead to all that. That's all gone. Today, I'm a Christian. Today, I'm a shining light. Today, I'm a chosen people. And we're going to go forth as children of God and reach this world and get them to wake up and stop thinking, well, one day I'll go to church. Well, one day I'll get my life right. Well, no. Today. Let's start now. Because if we start now, tomorrow your life will be better. The next day your life will be better. It will continue to get better as soon as you make the decision to stop worrying about one day and make it about today. You are a royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own possession. Do we feel like that today? Or do we feel like one day we'll be there? Do we let the devil convince us in our minds that it, our future is going to be so much better, but right now we're still suffering, we're still stuck on earth, and that's not the way it's going to be? Or are we, are we going to break through this and be the people who say, no, today is already at hand. Today I'm a royal priest. I'm a holy nation. I'm God's very own possession. I love when people try to tell me about things that are going to happen in America like it's affecting me. I'm not part of America. I'm part of a chosen nation. I'm a royal priesthood. I don't care what's going on with the rest of the world. They got problems. They got some big problems they're going to have to deal with. But we today are a chosen people. We are already part of God's family. I am carrying out His mission left on this earth. That's the only reason why we're here still. It's so that He can continue to bring more people to this side. As a result, you can show others... The goodness of God. That's our job. We should be showing others the goodness of God. How, if we're a body of believers who think one day our life's going to get better, but it's not really better right now, but hopefully one day, we're not really going to be convincing people to come and try this amazing goodness that we call Christianity. But if we get to the point where we as the believers today are delivered, are set free, are healed, are healthy, are strong, are mentally where we should be having the mind of Christ, then we start showing the world this goodness. And they start seeing this goodness like, wow, they've got their life and they're happy and they're joyful. We, we get it where we go now. We were just on a vacation and the lady at the counter was like, man, you guys are so happy. I got nothing to be sad about. I'm serving the king. Like, yeah, do I still have problems? Yeah, the devil tries to trip me up with technology. <laughs> garbage like that. But in the end of the day, God's good. And I know where my, where my spirit is. I'm not stuck on this earth. I'm with him. And I'm going to continue to be that in my mind. You, all right, let's next slide. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Wait a minute, did I just go back? Nope. I should have turned around and read yours. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. 
So he's saying, once there was a time where you thought one day I'll be I'll be a churchgoer, I'll be God's people. But today is the day where you can make a decision that today I am God's people. Once you receive no mercy, once there was a time where you thought, well, one day I'll have mercy, one day my sins will be forgiven. But today, now, you have received God's mercy. We're supposed to be living as if we've received God's mercy. As if we've already received our identity as the children of God. Not one day, hopefully, we'll see. It's funny, man. I talk to Christians and I'm like, are you saved? Well, I hope so. You should be better than hope. You should know better than hope. Today's the day of salvation. I should know today that I'm saved. Not because of my works, not because of anything I've done, but because of the blood of Christ. And because I'm listening and I'm obeying the covenant. My covenant, I'm, I'm, I've repented, I've been baptized, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And all three of those are a continual process through my life. I didn't repent one time and then get saved. I didn't get baptized one time, so now it doesn't matter. But I live a life of repentance. I live a life of baptism, dead to this world and alive in Christ. And I live a life of walking with the Spirit. That's how a Christian should live. And at that point, we shouldn't be under condemnation or be allow the devil to speak in our minds and tell us that we're not saved, but hopefully one day on salvation you'll get it right. No, I'm saved today. Because I used to have no mercy, but now I have mercy. Today I've accepted Christ. I'm living as a Christian. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us as anew in Christ Jesus. We're His masterpiece created anew. Every day, I'm created anew. I'm not the old person that I used to be, but when I wake up today, I'm created anew in Christ. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We're supposed to be ambassadors of Christ. We are His image bearers on this earth. Not sometime in the future. That's not going to help us out. That's how, that's how we don't have a representation of Christ on the earth and we end up in real dark places. But we should be the light, bringing light into this world today because we're His masterpiece. And we're supposed to be shining this goodness into the world. John 15, verses 15 through 17 say, I no longer call you slaves. We're no longer slaves. We're not under the old covenant. We're not bound. We're, we're free. Because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything, the Father told me. Are we a friend of God today? Or are we going to be a friend of His one day? Right now, He kind of knows who I am. I kind of know who He is. But we're not really friends. We don't really hang out. I don't expect Him to care about me. But we're called to be friends of God today. Christ said He's... No, we're no longer His slaves. We no longer just serve Him. But we're friends with Him. We should feel that openness and that freedom to walk up to our friend and that tell him when we're in need or let him know how our day's going or just spend time with him because we love him. Not sometime in the 
future. Yeah, we're going to get to walk on the streets of gold with Him. We're going to get to be in His mansion. We're going to get to be in it with Him for an eternity. But what about today? I don't want to wait to spend time with Jesus. I don't want to wait to get to heaven to be His friend. I want to spend time with Jesus today. And God knows I get to. We were, we were just up there on vacation. We were, we were looking at the weather. We were planning on driving to the beach one of those days and weather was rainy and it was terrible and I'm praying and I'm like, God, come on, I just want to take my family to the beach. We're all the way up here, four hours away. So I'm like, man of faith, we'll get in the car, we're going anyway. <laughs> so we get in the car and we go, we stop and get breakfast, it's pouring. I'm like, come on, it's got to straighten up. So we go, we go, we went downtown Mackinac City, we went to some stores and we were having a good time, enjoying a good life. And I'm like, we're watching the weather. All of a sudden, it started to break up a little bit. And the boys are like, let's go across the bridge. So we drove across the bridge to St. Agnes, and we get over there. And I'm not kidding you. By the time we got to the beach, can't, my, my wife's got pictures. You can see a line in the sky where there's black clouds and there's clear blue sky. And the sun's shining. And I'm, I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, that is crazy. The weather, I mean, was bad. There was a car flipped over on the side of the highway on our way up there. The rain was that bad. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was like extreme weather warnings. I'm like, let's go. I mean, we ended up, we hung out there for the whole day. It was shining. And, and it was like, in that moment, I sat back on that beach watching the white waves come in. And I'm like, yep, you're my friend, God. You care about my happiness. You know, my friends, I, I call them up just to see how they're doing. How you doing? Hey, I love you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Just want to make sure you're good. That was like that from God that day. Like just... I love you. I'm, I'm still going to take care of you. I st I'm still here for you. You're going to go through stuff. The devil still wants to wreck your life, but you've got a friend. Since I have told you everything the Father has told me, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And this is my command to love each other. Do we really believe that today God chose us? That we didn't choose Him? I'm not making the right, He's the one who's making the ultimate decision, who put it in my heart to desire His ways and to turn towards Him. Do we really believe that He's appointed us to go and produce lasting fruit today and that the Father will give us whatever we ask for? Do we really believe that whatever we ask for today we'll get? Or is that something that one day when we're in heaven, then we can go sit by God's feet and say, hey God, I'd like a waterfall of chocolate. And He'll be like, here you go. Or is it today? Because the Bible says today, that He'll give you whatever you ask for using His name, accordance with His will. And this is my command, that you love each other. That's what we're supposed to be doing. The thing that Christ wants from us is to be His body, to love on this earth the way He would if He was here. And we should be doing that, not someday in the future, but today. Well, today I'm grouchy. I didn't have my coffee. <laughs> today. Not tomorrow. Not later. Today. We're going to love. We're going to make... 
we're going to fulfill the commandment He's given us. Not sometime down the road, right now. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 11. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Because we understand that today the responsibilities that we have in God, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. We are commending ourselves to you. We are commending ourselves to you again. No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old lives. I can't continue to live the way I used to live if I'm dead to it. But I've got to remember this today. Not, well, one day I'm going to get it right. It's already been done. It's already dead and over with. So now it's time for me to stand up and be like Christ. Live in Christ's love. Continue to show the world the shining light of who we are in Christ. Not who we think one day maybe we'll be, who we are today. Because that's how I can hand someone else the same faith that they can be who they're called to be today. Not tomorrow, not down the road. There's so many times I talk to people and I want them to get to go to church and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll come. Eventually, we'll get there. But there's nothing that sells them to do it today. And if our lives can be that shining example of love and hope and joy and happiness, the way that we get to be because we're in a relationship with God, people will start to see that and hopefully we can get them persuaded to enjoy this today. Make up their minds that not tomorrow, not next week, not sometime in the future, not one day, but today. For we also believe that we have died to our old lives. We died for, He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. So I shouldn't be living for myself. I should be living for God. It shouldn't be I'm just going to do my thing and then one day I'm going to end up doing what God wants me to do. But today I should no longer be living for myself because I'm dead to all that. I've received new life to where now I can live the way Christ wants me to live. Starting now, starting today. Not, well, you guys, we're gonna, I'm gonna die on the cross, I'm gonna cover your sins, and then you guys, you're stuck living like a heathen for a long time, and then maybe one day I'll come back and make you a new body, and then you'll be perfect. That's not what he said. He said today. He's talking right now. You guys are already dead to that. Now we're given a new life, people. Now we can live for the glory of God. No longer living for yourselves, but now we live for the kingdom. Instead, they live for Christ, 
who died and was raised for them. So now I'm living for His glory. Today starts a different path. I'm no longer going down the path where I could live my life however I please and do whatever makes me happy. But today I'm going down the path towards being like Christ and exampling Him. His death and His resurrection. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Mm. We should stop evaluating others from a human point of view. Because what you did yesterday should be covered by the blood. And if I don't believe what, what the devil tells me is going to happen to me in the future, then I really shouldn't believe what the devil is telling me is going to happen to you in the future. But what I should do is take it for where you are today. And if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, then today you're a shining light. Today you're a royal priesthood. Today you're a holy nation. You're a child of God. A shining light in this world. So I can no longer look at you and judge you from a worldly point of view, looking at your past and looking at the things you've done, because I should be judging you based on who you are today and the decision that you're making in your life now. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. There's so many times that we come to church, we see people come to church. Oh, we don't. There's so many times we see people come to church and they change their life and they get and they get a breakthrough and they pray through and then you don't see them again for a long time. And they didn't really die off to the old and they didn't stop doing all the old stuff. But they came and they got blessed and they're like, okay, now one day and then they leave. And it's like today was the start of that. When you came and you gave your life to God, you died. You've become a new creature. What's old is gone. And the new life has begun. So don't go back out and start doing the things that you used to do before. Because you're dead to that and that's all gone. Now today, we're a child of God. We're going to be the President of the United States one day. And I'm going to tell myself that every day. And I'm going to continue down that path. Not because of what might happen one day. Because of the decision that I'm making in my life today. Because there's a difference between believing one day and today. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us the task of reconciling people to Him. So who does God want us to be today? He wants us to be the type of people who reconcile people to Him. Does he want us to be the kind of people who point out everybody's flaws? And then one day, we'll, when we get to heaven, we'll finally think they're saved. We'll finally accept them. Or today. Because today, my job is to reconcile people to him. Well, last week I talked to that person, so I'm not going to throw my pearls to pigs today. I'm not worried about what happened last week. Let's worry about today. What if last week he was still blind, but today's the day that he's going to be changed? Do we still believe Jesus can change people? Do we still believe that right now he can make them totally different than they were last week? 
then it's still my job, not sometime in the future, well, we'll wait a couple weeks and let them set that one out, then we'll get them. No, it's still my job today to reconcile them to Christ. I know you've had a hard time. I know you made mistakes. But guess what? Today, we're going to start doing things different. Today, we're going to start walking down the right path. Today, we're going to have faith. We're going to have obedience. We're going to start doing our part of the covenant, which is being in light to this world and showing God's love to this world and loving ourselves. We can't love our neighbor as we love ourselves if we don't love ourselves. So how can I destroy my body and not care about my own health and not take care of myself at all and then think that's how much I'm supposed to love my neighbor? <laughs> but I should be taking care of myself too because it's the image bearer of God on this earth. So that's why I want to make sure I'm healthy. I want to make sure I'm strong. I want to make sure that I can do the work God set before me. We don't, I don't, we don't work out so that we can look pretty so people can compliment us. But I work out because I want to be healthy and strong. I want to love my neighbor like I love myself. And I got to love myself too. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of this whole Bible study. Is loving yourself today. Seeing yourself today how God sees you. He doesn't see you how you used to be. He doesn't, he doesn't believe the fairy tales that the devil's telling us about what we're going to end up and how we're going to fail and all. He knows where we are today. And if today we turn towards Him and we find ourselves in His arms, that's the best place we can be. That's the best place we can be. The future will work itself out. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about the past. Tomorrow's got enough worries for itself. Today, come find yourself in my arms. Come find yourself in my arms. That's the best place we can be. And we need to tell everybody that. We need to be reconciling people to Him. God's not waiting there with a big stick to hit you for what you did when you left. He's waiting there like the prodigal son's father with a robe and a ring. Hey, I love you. Get back in here. We're going to take care of you. We're going to clean you up. We're going to get you better. And if you keep walking this path and you keep listening and obeying my commandments, we're going to get to a point where you're going to be good. You're going to be getting other people and telling other people about the goodness of God and they're going to see it. They're going to see the fruit that's, that's coming in your life. Because you're doing the will of God the way God wants you to. He didn't say one day in the future I'll get my act together. You, just, you made a point in your head. And you said today I'm a believer. Today I'm going to act like a believer. I'm going to walk like a believer. I'm going to talk like a believer. I'm not going to do the things the world does. I'm going to do the things that God would do if He was on earth. Because I'm his, I'm his representative here. So we... Oh, there we go. Right into that. So we are Christ's ambassadors. We're his ambassadors. Now, if I was the ambassador for America and I went over to a foreign country to talk to them, I'm not going to go over there in sweatpants with food stains on my t-shirt because I'm not going to represent America in that way. I'm going to go over there dressed up, respectable, like I, like we're a nation who knows what they're doing. And, it, and that's America, which we don't. <laughs> Let alone the kingdom of God, which does. I'm an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Not sometime in the future. Right now. This is when He needs us to be an ambassador. This is the, the time frame where He's in heaven and we're His ambassadors on earth. He's coming back. And He's been here where He walked the streets and He did the message that He wanted to do, but then He left that responsibility to us. Not to pick up sometime in the future right before we die. It's like that story of the... I forget who it is right now, but the one guy who said, I'm going to live my life with as much pagan revelry as possible and then at the end I'll, I'll repent before I get baptized. He was a king I believe. 
But that was like his whole mentality of his life. I'm going to do whatever I want, and then before I die, I'm going to get baptized. Well, that was a terrible life. You didn't get to enjoy the presence of God. You didn't get to be in His, in his people and in his, in his church and a part of His body and enjoying the blessings that He has for us. Yeah, he was a king. You might have had money. You might have had things in this world. That ain't all it's cracked up to be. There's something about the presence of God. There's something about knowing that the creator of the world has a relationship with you. There was something about walking out there and the sky opening up that made me feel like, wow, the creator of everything has a relationship with me. All because I made my mind up that today... I'm going to be who He's called me to be. I'm going to be who He wants me to be. I'm not going to wait till one day down the road. I'm going to start acting like I'm Christ's child today. That's where our faith comes in. And then our faith, He backs up that word. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We speak for Christ when I'm telling someone, come back to church. Don't stay away. Don't, don't wait for another time. Don't think next year, well, maybe next year I'll have more time. And maybe when my kids get older. Maybe when my health gets better. Today. Today. Your whole life can change. Today, if you make up your mind that I'm not going to wait for tomorrow to be who God's called me to be, I'm going to start acting it out today. I'm going to stand up in faith. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to tell people about God. I'm going to witness to people. I'm going to show them love. I'm not going to be hateful and aggressive. I'm going to keep myself under control and be Christ's ambassador on this earth. I'm going to know that it's Him speaking through me when I tell people, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering of our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's a big statement. God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. And we still think there's a possibility that we're not right with God. We still think that there's a way that I'm not going to be saved if I'm believing in Him and I'm following after Him and I'm trying to be like He called me to be. This scripture makes it pretty clear. God made His Son become sin in our place. That means when I cry out, it wasn't a little thing so that I could be made right with Him. That was a big thing so that I could be made right with him today. That's why I don't have to wait for six years to be made right. It wasn't God, well, you know, maybe in ten years down the road, if you keep doing the right thing for so long, I'll take you off probation. I'll make No, today. Because you know what I went through so that you could stand before me right today? We shouldn't have to wait to be in God's presence. After everything he did, so we could enter back into His presence. It's the devil who convinces us one day, you know, if you get your life right, then you can come back to church. Like, we'll get, we'll get good and then we'll get God. Pastor's old favorite statement, you don't get good to get God, you get God to get good. And I'm not going to believe the lies of the devil that, you know, well, you're going to mess up tomorrow. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to worry about today. 
and then tomorrow I'll worry about today. And the next day I'll worry about today. But I can't live in a life of fear and worrying about what's going to hit me tomorrow. Am I going to fall or am I going to mess up? Because today I'm safe in the hands of God. And if I stay here, I should be able to act like I'm His child. I should be out reconciling this world back to Him. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6. As God's partners. Where's partners in all of this? He doesn't want us to do it all on our own. That's why we can cry out for Him. That's why when I do have problems, I go, God, you got it. All right, now this is when I need your help here. But we're partners with God. That's why He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's easy when you're yoked up to the God of the universe. If he expected me to plow the whole field by myself, it probably wouldn't be done half as good as it's going to be with you helping me. But we're partners with him. And again, starting today. This is not something that one day God's going to finally partner with us. Right now we're going to do it on our own. We're going to have to win the world all on our own and do everything right. But then eventually he'll come down from heaven and then he'll be on our side. No. He's with us now. That's why He filled us with the Holy Spirit. That's why He gave us the Holy Ghost. So that we could walk with the power and the anointing and have God with us every day of our life. We are partners with Him in this. And we beg you not to accept the marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Don't accept this great gift of God's kindness and then think, oh, that was good. Now, one day later, I'll enjoy it again. But to live in that today, to remember today what we went through so that we could have right standing. What did God have to do so that I could stand in His presence? So that I could be good enough? So that I could be an ambassador in this world? So that I could spread the light of God to the people around me? Because He went through a lot so that I could do that for Him Today. Not, not so one day I could eventually be good enough. The devil wants us to believe that. Well, you got saved, you're doing good. But you know what? You're still a new believer. Just sit back on that pew. Keep your mouth quiet. Wait about six years and then maybe you can do something good for God. That's not it. He already paid the price. He already, he already sacrificed His Son so that I could be right standing with Him today. Not... not waiting for the future. Today, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm going to speak. I'm going to preach. I'm going to teach people about God. I'm going to influence the people around me to turn towards Him because of everything He did so we could. For God says at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. And indeed, the right time is now. And today is the day of salvation. Not one day, not the future, right now. At just the right time, I heard you. When we cry out to God, He doesn't say, well, one day I'll get to that. One day, I'll listen to their prayers. He hears us now. Just the right time. As soon as I cry out, He comes running. 
As soon as I say, God, I'm ready. God, I, I no longer want to live this life the way I've been living it. Today, God, I want to live a life for you. I want to change everything about me. He doesn't say, well, I hear him down there crying. That Eventually, I'm going to get over there and deal with that. No. Our God comes running to us with, with the robe and with the ring and with salvation and wraps up in his warm salvation and says, God, you're going to be okay as long as you stay where you are today. Because right now is the time and today is the day of salvation. We don't have to wait for the one day. Because there is a difference between one day and today. There's a difference between Christians who live a life, one day I'll be healed, one day I'll be better, one day I'll be forgiven, one day I'll be saved, and a Christian who says, no, I'm already saved, I'm already healed, I'm already better, I'm already where I need to be. He was bruised for our iniquity, he was the stripes, so we are now healed. It doesn't say so one day in the future we'll be healed, so we'll have healing today. But we've got to we've got to purpose it in our minds. We've got to, we've got to walk in faith. It's through faith. How many of the miracles were through faith because they believed? I I guarantee the woman with the issue of blood who crawled crawled over and touched Jesus' hymn wasn't thinking. Well, one day, <laughs> maybe if I touch his hymn in ten days from now, I'll start feeling better. She believed that if I touch his hymn right now, today my life's going to be all better. Today, everything's going to change in my life. And that's the same hope we should be inspiring to the people that we see around us. Hey, get right with God. Not Well, you know, if you get right for God and you live a good life for about 10 years, you'll look back and think, wow, it actually worked out. No, today you're going to feel better. You get, you get a relationship going with God today, your life will start immediately feeling that the joy and the love and the peace that God promises us in His Word. We know it. We see people come in and see it. We see people come in and give their lives to God. And you talk to them afterwards and they're like, wow, what an amazing feeling. I feel peace. I feel joy. That's why we're called to do this. Because when we win these people to the Lord and we see how it affects their life, that's what renews us. If I've been in this for a long time now, I'm not feeling that feeling of being washed and cleansed again. But I can see it in somebody who's going through it right now. And it reminds me of how I felt when I decided that today I'm going to live my life for God. I'm not going to wait to get my stuff together. I'm not going to hope that one day I finally wake up from this haze. But I'm going to start reading my Bible today. I'm going to start praying today. I'm going to start going to church every single Sunday starting today. I'm not going to wait until, well, you know, next year looks like it might be a little bit of a better year. No, today. Because today is when God wants to start a relationship with you. Today is the day that He wants you to be everything He's called you to be. A child of the light, a child of the king, a royal priesthood, and somebody who persuades other people to come into the goodness of God. So, I'm going to wrap it up a little bit early tonight, but I love you guys. I'm thankful that we got to...